memory loss, fatigue, even the hot flashes are thought to be related to the declining estrogen and the effects of the declining estrogen on the brain. Hello and welcome to another episode. I'm so glad that we get to hang out today. We're going to be talking about menopause and just how to navigate your life for preparing for and experiencing menopause. I want to remind you that menopause, just like puberty, is not this instant thing that happens. It's a progression. And so any women listening that are between the ages of 30 and 50, this episode is for you. Now we're chatting with Dr. Soma. And if after hearing today's recording, you really like what she has to say, she has a book called Dear Menopause, I Do Not Fear You, A Modern Women's Guide to Thriving Through Midlife. And I'll include that link in the show notes today. We're going to be talking about the ketogenic diet, menopause, how to take preventative measures for your health, So any ladies listening that are like, 30, are you kidding me? I have so long before I think about menopause. You don't. We really need to be preparing our bodies and starting to think about this next phase in our life before it is upon us. So let's just dive into today's chat. Hey, my name is Leanne Vogel. I'm fascinated with helping women navigate how to eat, move, and care for their bodies using a low-carb diet. I'm a small town holistic nutritionist turned three-time international best-selling author turned functional medicine practitioner offering telemedicine services around the globe to women looking to better their health and stop second-guessing themselves. I'm here to teach you how to wade through the wellness noise to get to the good stuff that'll help you achieve your goals. We're supporting your low-carb life beyond the if-it-fits-your-macros conversation. Hormones, emotions, relationship to your body, workouts, letdowns, motivation, blood work, detoxing, metabolism. I'm providing the tools to put your motivation into action. Think of it like quality time with your bestie mixed with a little med school so you're empowered at your next doctor visit. Get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn about your body and how to care for it better. This is the Keto Diet Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Menopause and the Ketogenic Diet. My name is Dr. Soma Mandel. I'm a midlife women's health specialist and board certified internist who has helped many women to successfully navigate through menopause and reinvent themselves along the way. I earned my medical doctorate at New York University School of Medicine, where I also completed my internship and residency, and I pursued a research fellowship in evidence-based medicine at the University of Oxford in England. I fused both my Western training and my Eastern roots to provide the best of both worlds for my patients. In October of 2019, I published a new book called Dear Menopause, I Do Not Fear You. Menopause, while widely known as every woman's midlife change and infamous for its onset of mood swings and hot flashes, is surprisingly the most misunderstood biological transition for men, women, and even medical professionals. One of the biggest myths about menopause is that there's some universal experience that women undergo during this transition. And while it's true that there can be similarities, few women realize that the menopause journey is completely different for each woman. No two women experience menopause in the same way. 
I see many women who come in and say pretty much that they're not sleeping, they're not happy, they're feeling irritable, they feel not themselves, they're gaining weight, and they don't even consider that what they're experiencing is related to menopause. However, I tell them not to despair that there is help and they don't have to feel like this for the rest of their lives. For some reason, there's a massive deficit in general knowledge about menopause that we don't have around other stages of biological transitions like puberty, pregnancy, and childbirth. This deficit isn't just restricted to people without formal training. I had a patient one time last year who came to visit me and she was feeling really frustrated. She's a highly successful businesswoman who runs a big company, and she has a young family and started to experience the onset of perimenopause. She went to her family doctor, who's pretty well known in the community for help. Her stress levels were really through the roof, and she was feeling tired and lethargic and bloated and gaining weight. And she was told that that there wasn't much that the doctor could do to help her and that she was probably experienced weight gain um, related to stress. And while stress can induce uh, weight gain, I'm really grateful that she didn't listen to this advice. One of the most little known facts about menopause is that different cultural backgrounds can have heightened medical risks during menopause. So special care is needed through this transition. There's been a lot of studies on women of color and menopause, particularly in the United Kingdom, but not so much in the U.S. And it's well documented that South Asian women tend to get heart disease earlier and die more often from heart-related problems than compared to other Asian groups and Caucasians. In African-American women, the occurrence of cardiovascular disease is 45% compared to 35% in Caucasian women, and more African-American women die from this than any other ethnic group. So special care is definitely needed. So in this podcast, we'll be talking about menopause and the keto diet, and I wanted to preface it with some of the risk factors that are associated with menopause. We all hear about menopause in women, about hot flashes, insomnia, mood swings, weight gain, night sweats, feeling irritable. And the way menopause is portrayed in media is that it's somewhat of a laughing matter, but it's really not. Menopause is the change when women go through not having menstrual periods any further. It's the stage when the body seizes its reproductive function. The official definition of menopause is when you've officially reached without any menstrual cycles for 12 continuous months. The average age of menopause in the United States is at 51. During this time, estrogen levels drop markedly and can cause changes in the woman's body and can cause a lot of the symptoms that I've already mentioned. Perimenopause can start anywhere in your late 30s, um, more often in your 40s and even in your early 50s, and is the period before the menopause happens. Usually occurs in your 40s, as I mentioned, but estrogen levels can change, dip irregularly, and the periods can become more unpredictable and less frequent. And there are patients that I have that experience some of the symptoms that I mentioned even before they become officially menopausal. So after menopause is done, 
the estrogen levels continue to drop and changes can continue in the body such as uh, in decreased levels of estrogen and progesterone, testosterone, and this places uh, uh, women at higher risk for heart disease, bone loss, and can further worsen the menopausal symptoms that were previously mentioned. How does menopause affect your hormones? Well, the hormones impacted during menopause are typically estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. When estrogen starts declining, uh, the FSH, the follicle-stimulating hormone, which stimulates the production of estrogen and causes the release of eggs from a woman's ovaries, starts to increase. This is the pituitary signaling to the ovaries that more hormone is needed for the ovaries to work harder. Other hormones that are affected are, are insulin. Lower levels of estrogen promote insulin resistance. So the insulin that is in a woman's body has to work that much harder to metabolize carbohydrates. And when insulin resistance occurs, there are higher levels of blood sugar. Insulin is a hormone that's produced in a gland called the pancreas, and it regulates the amount of glucose in the blood. Insulin resistance is a condition when the body cells become resistant to the effects of insulin. The cells don't let enough of the glucose into the, into the cells, and in turn, this causes even higher amounts of insulin and higher blood sugar levels as well. I live in a very confined space, 900 square feet with a Doberman, my husband, and a lot of potential for water leaks. As somebody who's struggled through getting sick from mold in my home, I know the impact that poor air quality can have on your health. Difficulty sleeping, brain fog, sinus infection, shortness of breath, feeling achy all over, waking up not feeling rested, and sometimes even worse than when you went to sleep. I purchased an Air Doctor 3000 model in 2020, and I landed on Air Doctor because its ability to filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, and even bacteria and viruses so that your lungs don't have to. The unit detects changes in air quality and increases its airflow to clean impurities fast. It can run 24-7 in the background. In fact, mine is running right now and you can't even hear it and filters are easy to replace out every one to two years. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use the code KDP, and depending on the model chosen, you'll receive up to 39% off, or that's $300 off your purchase. And exclusive to our community, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use the KDP code for your discount. Again, that's airdoctorpro.com with the code KDP. There are other hormones such as ghrelin, which is also known as the hunger hormone, and this can get affected. And when it increases, it stimulates increased appetite, which causes higher food intake and promotes, obviously, more weight gain and fat storage. And studies have shown that increased levels of ghrelin are present in menopausal women. 
the other risk factor associated with these types of hormones is an increase in the abdominal girth, abdominal fat, which can typically happen during menopause, perimenopause and menopause. This puts a woman at a higher risk for heart disease as well. The natural decline of estrogen during menopause can also affect women's brain health, and women can experience symptoms such as mood swings, feeling foggy, memory loss, fatigue. Even the hot flashes are thought to be related to the declining estrogen and the effects of the declining estrogen on the brain. It is theorized that estrogen is responsible for transporting glucose into the brain, and with decreased levels of estrogen, there is less glucose in the brain, and this can manifest as hot flashes. It is also felt that the hypothalamus is the primary regulator of our temperature, and this can get be affected by the declining estrogen. Bone loss is also common in menopausal women. We have seen that with decreased estrogen, there is a higher risk of osteopenia and osteoporosis. Other common symptoms for menopausal women are decreased libido and vaginal dryness and pain with intercourse as well. The ketogenic diet and changes in lifestyle, including diet and exercise, can have a real dramatic effect on menopausal symptoms. The ketogenic diet is a high-fat, low-carbohydrate, moderate-protein plan. And the breakdown for the ketogenic diet is usually 60 to 80% of calories from healthy, unsaturated fats, 20 to 30% from protein, and 5 to 10% from net carbs. And this lifestyle can basically help you use your body fat, the stored fat in our bodies, rather than glucose, sugar, for fuel. So... When women switch to a ketogenic diet, the benefits include lower inflammation and increases in energy levels. This reduces the risk of cognitive decline. It stabilizes blood sugar levels and improves mood, and it can help control weight gain. The Inflammation that is present in our body can be dramatically reduced by the ketogenic diet. This occurs by reducing blood sugar levels, reducing insulin levels, and can reduce the amount of free radical production in the body. So when all these things occur, people, women, um, usually report that their knees are doing better, they're not experiencing as much back pain, they may have some underlying osteoarthritis, the type of arthritis that occurs with wear and tear as you get older. Older, but they usually report that their joint pains are a lot better with the keto diet. Estrogen levels, as we mentioned, 
um, do decrease in menopause. And there are studies that have shown that estrogen loss means that this can affect the brain and can lead to types of dementia, including Alzheimer's disease. So as I mentioned before, one of the functions of estrogen is to get glucose into the brain for fuel. During menopause, as the estrogen drops, the ability of the glucose is diminished. So utilizing the ketones rather than glucose for an energy source provides a better energy for the brain cells. And a lot of my patients who switch to the keto diet report less of brain fog and hot flashes. I do think that there are more studies needed to show if the keto diet does reduce the risk of dementia, um, specifically Alzheimer's disease. A lot of menopausal women report mood swings, feeling irritable, uh, worsening anxiety and depression, even if there wasn't a history of anxiety and depression in the past. So consuming the keto diet has actually helped um, with their energy levels and their moods, and I have experienced anecdotally that there has been a positive impact on their moods um, when switching to the keto diet. So how does the keto diet help with weight gain? Well, the keto diet helps reduce weight and body fat through a number of uh, mechanisms. When you're in ketosis, you are burning both fat and stored fat for energy. You're using a different source altogether. A lot of my patients report that they feel less hungry, that you know they don't need to snack, um, and because they feel full quicker and longer for a longer period of time on the keto diet. And this is because of the healthy fats, the protein, the antioxidants, and the fiber in the diet. There have been studies of long-term effects on the keto diet, on weight and body mass index, and there have been studies that have shown like the, that HDL, which is the good cholesterol levels, has significantly increased, while LDL, level, LDL and triglycerides have significantly decreased. And more studies have shown that a, a high-fat, low-carb diet is superior to a low-fat, high-carb diet for improving weight loss. And implementing this type of diet can be effective for weight loss strategy and maintenance for menopausal women. So more fat burn, reduced hunger, and a stabilized blood sugar. We know that we lose muscle as we age and that this loss massively affects our ability to function. Like I'm talking basic tasks here. Muscle is important for protecting our joints and also keeping our metabolism revving. Basically, you want muscle. And unfortunately, a lot of us just don't prioritize muscle maintenance or see it as an importance. And you may also be cringing at the idea of going to the gym and being able to maintain that muscle consistently. Yes, active moving is super good. And there's really nothing like it when it comes to the mood boost of pumping iron. <laughs> so when I share about Urolithin A, I am not saying just to do this and you can maintain your muscle without movement. Well, like I am saying that because Urolithin A does do that, but I think pairing Urolithin A with exercise is likely the best path forward. So I started taking a product called MitoPure to boost my performance and improve muscular strength. And MitoPure has 500 milligrams per serving of urolithin A. 
a postbiotic shown to have major benefits to significantly increasing muscle strength and endurance with no other change in lifestyle. Yes, you heard that right. I just said that it has major benefits to significantly increase muscle strength and endurance with no other change to lifestyle. It gives your body the energy it needs to optimize its cellular power grid through boosted mitochondrial health without changes to lifestyle or diet. Now imagine what it could do with your low carb diet and a walking goal or a lifting goal a couple of times per week. It took me a long time, like a couple of months to introduce MitoPure to my day because it's so strong. Every time I took it, I almost had too much energy, so I really had to titrate up. MitoPure is the first product to offer a precise dose of urolithin A to upgrade mitochondrial function, increase cellular energy, and improve muscle strength and endurance. They've created three ways to get your daily dose of 500 milligrams of urolithin A in their product, MitoPure. They've got a delicious vanilla protein powder that combines muscle building protein with the cellular energy of MitoPure. Now this product does contain whey protein. And then they have a berry powder that easily mixes into smoothies or just about any drink. This is dairy free. And finally the soft gels, which is what I prefer because it's just easier. This is also dairy free. I love the starter pack idea though. If you can handle the dairy, the three forms of MitoPure to play around with which which one is your favorite? Top notch. So Timeline, the creators of MitoPure, is putting together a sweet little offer for you, 10% off your first order. So if you go to timelinenutrition.com slash KDP and use the code KDP, you'll get 10% off your order. Again, that's timelinenutrition.com slash KDP. I recommend trying their starter pack with all three formats and picking out your best format. Again, that's timelinenutrition.com nutrition.com slash KDP. So some of the things that I promote in addition to the keto diet is certain types of food. For example, flax seeds have a certain type of antioxidant that can help women, and they are also rich in uh, omega-3 fatty acids, uh, which can also help reduce inflammation. I also promote phytoestrogens, specifically soy, uh, for women who can take it without any issue. Um, and this can actually help with some of the menopausal symptoms that women experience, such as hot flashes. I do promote optimal hydration, um, just uh, making sure that you're drinking enough water. And that doesn't necessarily have to be eight glasses of water a day, but making sure that you're drinking enough so that you're not always thinking about snacking. Instead of reaching for a snack, then avoid uh, avoiding snacking and drinking uh, a glass of water instead. In addition, I always promote organic foods, avoid, uh, you know, foods that have a lot of, uh, you know, pesticides associated with them. And lastly, exercise is critical during and after menopause. Activities such as walking and bicycling, swimming are really great ways of uh, keeping, you know, active. And weight training is actually a, a, an important factor uh, because it shows that it 
reduces the aging process and improves body composition in terms of less body fat and increased muscle mass. And incorporating a variety of exercise is really important during and after menopause. The stress that can be associated with just being a working mother and, you know, just living life can be impacted by menopause, but practicing stress reduction is really crucial. For example, yoga and meditation and other forms of stress reduction, uh, which include massage and getting a facial and acupuncture, are really important. I promote deep breathing and, and uh, being grateful and having a gratitude journal, taking um, lavender Epsom salt baths are really important for taking care of oneself and improving the quality of life. As you get more stressed, your cortisol levels increase, and that can impact your insulin levels, and a whole, whole cascade of hormones get triggered. So it is really, really important to work on all these things. Insomnia is a common symptom during menopause, and there are many strategies that you can implement. I usually start by promoting certain types of herbs such as valerian root, lavender, chamomile, which can improve your sleep quality. Black cohosh is a supplement that I often promote, which can be found in most health food stores. And it is a derivative of the buttercup family, originally used by Native Americans for menopause, and can actually help to enhance, not increase, your natural estrogen levels. I recommend starting a dose of this for many of my patients to see if it does help with insomnia and some of the other symptoms that can happen with menopause. So we mentioned that there are many risks associated with menopause. One of the common myths is that a postmenopausal woman has a higher risk for breast cancer. Menopause does not increase the risk of breast cancer, but getting older does. So I always make sure that my patients are up to date with their mammograms and that they're getting regular breast exams as well. A fair amount of research has been done connecting menopause with cardiovascular disease, specifically risk factors such as increasing LDL, which is the bad cholesterol, and decreasing HDL, which is the good cholesterol. Plus studies have followed women over a long period of time that have shown that cardiovascular health issues do increase for women who are postmenopausal. And it, you know, this is probably due to declining levels of estrogen, which impact our heart health. During menopause, the ovaries stop producing estrogen, and hormone replacement therapy is a way to give some of the estrogen back and help control some of the menopausal symptoms, such as hot flashes. But this should be a case-by-case -case approach. It should be discussed with a doctor that you trust fully. And if you are really not doing well after exhausting many of the methods, including the keto diet, then hormone replacement therapy may be a good option for you. Estrogen can 
can increase a woman's risk of developing endometrial cancer. But this is something that you know we, you should discuss with your GYN or your primary care physician. And they can prescribe these types of medicines for you to see if you feel better. Although there are some risks associated with it. I do have patients who feel significantly better, and we make a decision together to see if the medicine should or should not be prescribed. Heart health is very important in women who are going through menopause and who are postmenopausal. Women who are postmenopausal, studies have shown that their risk of heart disease goes up five years after they go through menopause. So the keto diet can actually help, and um, it can reduce insulin levels. It can increase your HDL cholesterol, the good cholesterol. It can decrease your LDL, the bad cholesterol. Higher HDL is associated with a lower risk of heart disease. And so the keto diet can definitely help make these changes. Keto helps you with your blood sugar. So these are all risk factors for heart disease, diabetes, insulin resistance, a higher LDL cholesterol. So for women who are at a higher risk for heart disease, whether it's due to their family history, their own personal history, and the fact that they are menopausal. I often promote a keto diet to help, you know, with along with other lifestyle changes. And I always make sure that along with their breast health that we are addressing their heart health and making sure they're getting the appropriate screening to check and make sure that they don't have any coronary artery disease. I hope you enjoyed our time with Dr. Soma. Again, I will include a link to her book in the show notes. It's called Dear Menopause, I Do Not Fear You. Go ahead and check out the show notes and I'll include a link over there. We'll see you back here next week for another episode. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us next Tuesday for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. Looking for more resources? Go to healthfulpursuit.com for keto meal plans, weight loss programs, low-carb recipes, and oodles of free resources to get you going. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representation or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. 